I finally got that graphics card working. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. You know how? Did you plug it in? Yes. <laughs> but you want to know what's really funny? What's that? So when we first put the computer in and like plugged in the HDMI to the graphics card, mm-hmm. like it didn't boot up or anything because we didn't have any of the drivers installed. You know, having no optical drive didn't right. help with that and all that. <laughs> so anyway, we go through all these workings, change all these settings, like redo it for a few days, and like it never boots up, even after getting the drivers and all that. So we're like, man, faulty card, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So then, look in the back of the computer. The one thing we haven't done since the first time was replug the HDMI cord back <laughs> into the graphics card. We kept putting it into the motherboard slot. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, we could have had this four days earlier, and <laughs> the simplest thing is what went wrong. That's usually what it is. Yeah. Smooth, Neil. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I blame it on the cats. <laughs> <laughs> to this week's episode of Gameware Express, Baton Rouge's only locally owned and operated video game podcast. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, April the 15th, 2016. It's a two-man show this week! Two-man! Which usually is me and Steven on the road, but not this week. Neil Bonham. That's me. Me and you, big dog. Yeah. So, let's see. How can we, like, torture everyone since no one's here to... Well, I guess we're just talking about Destiny for three hours? Well, we can try. I actually haven't played Destiny in, like, months... So, have. oh, have you? Oh, yeah, that new. We'll talk about that a little later. We might. We <laughs> we might. Okay. So, however, we have to start our show as we always do with our intro question. And since a reboot of one of your favorite games also came out this week, which we will talk about later, I want to know what is your favorite 3D action adventure platforming game? Hmm. Because that was kind of a big thing in like the PlayStation era, once we hit kind of that 3D with N64, PlayStation 1 in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. Well, what's your favorite of those? Yeah, well, oh, man. So, Torn Between Two. Okay. Um, really mainly because they're like the pinnacle of each of these series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess I'll start with first, you know, just main series everyone loves. That's 3D platformer. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite 3D Mario is, I've talked about this on the show multiple <laughs> times, is Mario Sunshine. Yep, yep. I just absolutely love that game. I feel like it's the only Mario game where, like, I know they all have worlds and mm-hmm. all that, like, I get that, but this is the only one that feels very much connected, full, and living and breathing. Okay. Just because, like, with it just being an island, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you've got the people of the island, and all the places you go, it's not like going through pipes to get there it's like all things that are right i mean, I mean one they do have that but world, right of, like yeah. you can like you know when you go to uh the the amusement park if you look from the main island you can see the amusement park mm-hmm. like out to the right coast. so it's not like everything's secretly hidden behind doors so it's all right. kind of like section yeah on. or yeah. it's you know it's not donut planes where from level one to level two it's just a line yeah you know on exactly. the world map so uh, I, that's one thing I've always loved, plus the freedom of movement in that game. I feel it's just the best in er, any Mario game. Uh, just the inclusion of the of the water pack is 
incredible. You know, being mm-hmm. able to do the backflips and all that kind of crazy stuff with Mario just with such ease is right. just great. And the little traversal things you learn about, you know, um, like when you shoot a little splash of water on the ground, dive into it, and he just fast speeds, <laughs> belly slides through the level, you know, just things like that that you can do that no other Mario game has. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other one that I absolutely love is in said franchise that we'll talk about, mm-hmm. but in Ratchet and Clank, yep. a crack in time. Okay. That game is awesome. Yeah. So good. That's the, I haven't played that one. Actually, going back and thinking about it, I've only played one Ratchet and Clank game to completion. That was Tools of Destruction. Nice. That's okay. Um, so I never got. I own Crack in Time. Surprise, surprise. It's great. I haven't played it. It's great. So surprise you didn't say Banjo. I know you're a big Banjo Kazooie fan. Yeah, I do. I do really like Banjo. Um, I, there's just I, platformers are my thing. I'd have mm-hmm. so many to choose from. I know it, it's tough. So I just went with like you know the two that really stand out that I know I've played. A lot. That makes sense. Those cool. two I've played a lot. Welcome so, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining me when no one else could this week. Um, for mine, probably goes back to when I first got my PlayStation with Crash Bandicoot. I guess most specifically Crash Bandicoot 2. Mm-hmm. Um, just I just remember playing it as a kid. It blew my mind. The whole 3D walking around thing with all the secrets where you, you know, if you broke all the boxes, you got a gem. Or if you broke none of the boxes, you also yeah. got a gem. And just going through all that, I just, I just loved it. It, that kind of what awoke my love for like the 3D platforming action games. I just ate all those uh, up, you know, when yeah. I was a kid in the I guess late 90s, early 2000s. And it sucks that I won't probably see a proper Crash Bandicoot game ever again. But you know, maybe you never know. I mean, they talks. keep hinting at it. Uh, you know, I know one of the big things I read today was you know rumor has it. Yeah. Hinting at it again, but that's because like the Latin PlayStation posted a picture of them, but it was mm-hmm. it was for Throwback Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Right. They've been posting <laughs> pictures of Crash Bandicoot things for a while, so yeah. I'll at this point I'll kind of believe it. It's almost in, I see up it. in one of the air. That's one of those series that I feel like after Naughty Dog stopped making them, they just weren't very good. Right. And I, mean, it, I think I played uh, the first one on PS2, which was okay, but then after yeah. that they just became. Ridiculous. But uh, you know, and Naughty Dog really has no interest in doing. No, Crash Bandicoot ever again. Yeah. So. Unless he's grizzled and real and in like a zombie yeah. apocalypse or you know, they, they they definitely love to pay homage to, you know, saying, you know, Crash Bandicoot is where we got our start and it right. really helped us with our narrative directing, but they, they really like their narrative driven games and yeah. I don't think you'll see that with Crash Bandicoot. I agree, but he'll always hold a near and dear place in my heart. The original Sonic with two. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ratchet & Clank Reboot came out this week. The game based on the movie based on the game. And I know you're a big Ratchet & Clank fan, and like I just said, I've only played really Tools of Destruction all the way through, and mm-hmm. then I, I did play most of Size Matters on the PSP, if mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah. But of the, the mainline ones, yeah, it was really just Tools of Destruction. I, I think those came out, the first one was what, 02? I think. Yeah, the first one, yes. Yeah, so I was like 13, just getting into basketball. I'm too cool. NBA for these Street video Volume games. 2. Damn straight. <laughs> so, like, it just kind of seemed like one of those kiddie games that my sister would play at that point. So yeah. I just never really got into them. But you obviously loved them. You played all of them? Yes. Okay. Yes, I played every Ratchet and Clank. Even, like, Secret Agent Clank? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So what is it about the series that you like so much? I just love the quirkiness of it. It yeah. has um, you know, kind of like that Pixar humor, mm-hmm. you know, the reason adults love Pixar movies. It, it has that in games and 
I'll always like the the innuendo humor. Yeah, I had. mean all all the you titles know. going commando yeah. up your they, arsenal. They, they dropped off of that at the beginning of the future series, which yeah. started with Tools of Destruction, where they kind of just didn't really. Go I back sat to I it, sat but... there when I was playing the reboot stage, trying to figure out the pun in Tools of Destruction. I yeah. really couldn't. <laughs> there really wasn't one. I mean, unless you think Tool. Uh, penis. I guess. I don't but know, I don't but think not, so. I don't think that was it. I think they were kind of getting away from that at that point. Mm. Um, not necessarily intentionally, but just you know, right? They were. It was because Tools of Destruction is what's the start of what in that series known as the Future series. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank Future. Yeah. So, um, you know, they were just kind of dropped off of it, and then you know, with a crack in time, Quest for Booty. Yeah, yeah. they started. They started getting back into it, you know, uh-huh. full frontal assault. Yeah, full frontal assault. Yeah, so uh, they, they they did it, but I've I've just always loved it, and I love the the weapon mechanics. I've always just loved the crazy weapons they've yeah. come up with and designed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved that, you know, with Cork being the quirky hero that's not really a hero, but yeah. everyone loves him. <laughs> and uh, I don't reminds know me when I watch Doctor Horrible with like Cats and Hammer, where he's like yeah. basically the same. Right, almost. Right, yeah. It's and I've just always loved their level design and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, they've just built such great galaxies that, right, you know, are, are fun and the villains are always hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about. I guess the new one that came out this week. It's it's a reimagining of the first game because it's based off of the film, which is coming out later this month, which tells the story of the first game. Yeah, from what I got it's, you know, Quirks in prison. Yeah. And so it's basically him telling the story of how it led up to this. Right. And he's naturally getting everything wrong like Quark <laughs> does. So the game's a little different. Yeah. Cuz he's telling the story different. That's cute how they had that like narrative <laughs> reason of why they can like take their first game but like tweak it a little right. bit and have it kind of make sense where I was like, "Oh, this isn't what it was like 14 years ago." Right. Um, I've only played a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. I played a little more today. Uh, how far along are you? Pretty far. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say I'm probably getting close to the end. Um, okay. The only reason I I can't say if I know for sure is because uh, there's some changes in this game that really make me wonder what really is the end of it this time. Mm. Um, I'm sure it will be generally the same as the first game, but they they've done things like where I mean this entry has fewer weapons. Mm-hmm. It has fewer levels, hmm. but it has redesigned things that definitely make up for that. Um, you know, the first game didn't have the aim and shoot mechanic like this one does. Oh, like uh, left trigger, right, and strafe, and kind right. of throw my bombs. Okay, it it had where you could strafe, but you could never really like aim. It was more just like you point in the direction and, and you fire, and way. it auto goes that way, right? And I, I really liked what they've done with the weapon selection. You know. Uh, because the Grubatron is back. Yeah, which my is favorite. yeah, that's <laughs> that was that was my favorite, and that started in uh, Tools of Destruction. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're taking they are taking stuff from later games and right. kind of placing it. Yeah, because place. there's even later levels. Like they've done some things, um, like in one of the factory levels, uh, they've changed some of the set pieces to where so um, Into the Nexus was the first one that gave you a free roaming jetpack. Mm-hmm. And this one has that in it too. Oh, okay. So it's while it's the same level, there's some set pieces in the level that are completely redesigned and originally designed for this jetpack. Okay. And it's just such a good feeling being able to steer the jetpack in midair and aim and mm-hmm. shoot. And uh, there's even like one boss battle with it that's so much fun and awesome. <laughs> um, how would you feel, or how do you how do you feel like is it can you compare it to the original or is it just kind of like because I actually, uh, you know, obviously I haven't played the original mm-hmm. one. How how did 
how does it compare? Or can you compare it like that? I guess. Yeah, you can. I mean, it is the original game. Okay. Uh, minus things and plus things. Um, you know, like I said, the original definitely has more of a weapon selection, mm-hmm. but that doesn't. But I think the weapon selection in this one is better. Okay. There's I'm this time around. Whereas in the original, there's a handful that you'll go through the game using because they're so powerful. This mm-hmm. one. They've kind of redesigned the game, and it is pretty challenging to where I've... There's been some things where I had to use every single piece of ammo I had. Oh, really? Uh, for every single gun. Hmm. And Are they, you playing on normal, or are you playing on hard? Normal. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, just just went through with normal this time <laughs> yeah. around. Um, but it, it's really fun. I definitely love the feel of the new engine. Uh, mm-hmm. This is definitely the engine that's from Sunset Overdrive. Okay, the yeah, game definitely sense. has that feel. It's gorgeous. That look. It's yeah, colorful. it's a gorgeous yeah. game. Um you know, uh, I don't really know what else much to say about it. I yeah, mean, you I mean, definitely can compare them, and quite honestly, I think the new one's definitely better than the original. So Okay, so if it's basically if you're a fan of the Ratchet and Clank series, you will like this game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think even if this is your first step into the mm-hmm. series, you're going to really enjoy this game. It is a little weird, because it kind of is for me, because, yeah, I played Tools of Destruction, but that was mm-hmm. six years ago, and... It's kind of looking at this as a reboot, but it's weird as it's telling the story and I do something that Quark chimes in. He's like, of course Ratchet can swim, but, you know, sometimes he has to come up for air. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of getting, like, (laughs) I wish it would just kind of happen. Like, it's funny when he's telling the story, but, like, I guess he's kind of also using him as, like, the tutorial Mm -hmm. machine as you're doing things. It's like, gaps are no, no difficulty for ratchet because he has his hook shot right and he don't do anything he's like his hook shot will help him get across that gap I'm like okay i get it like i'm trying to find boxes to smash like okay yeah. thanks and for you it. really hate uh when a npc character yes, push oh you God, alone, let me huh? do let me do my thing at my pace damn it game. but, but uh, no it, it's great i'm loving it I'll, it's a like i said i'm glad it's here to return to form to the 3d platformer that i feel like has kind of been non-existent lately mm-hmm. and i'm just happy it's back it's only 40 bucks yeah which is really cool and I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah, in a couple me too. Weeks. One thing I also like that they really added, just like with the jetpacks, is they've added ship sequences to some things. Yeah, I just did and one of those. Yeah, and yeah. the controls for it are easy and amazing, mm-hmm. and I was not really expecting that considering the game's never really done... So that was not in the first game? Ship. No. Oh, okay. So that's no. They had uh, like cannon defense, like where you would get in a cannon and shoot ships, uh-huh, but, but nothing like driving a ship around at mm-hmm. all. Now, like the hoverboard race was in the original game. I'm not that um, far yet. Oh, okay, well. I can't even hover with Clank yet, so is that oh, a thing okay. where you can hold jump, like double jump and hold jump, and he can kind of spin with his helicopter? Um, Yeah. They've it. actually changed that up, too, because oh, okay. they used to do where you... Because, like, in this one, you can't crouch. In the original, Cru- you could crouch oh, okay. and, like, fling yourself. I, but, I remember crouch and tools as well. Yeah, yeah. but but this, they just kind of give you, like, a uh, like fat, like forward propulsion jump option. Oh, okay. Whereas in the other one, it was like you had crouch to crouch and, and jump. jump. And you yeah. get a better jump. So. But, yeah, the, the upgrade system seems kind of cool. I finally learned how to do that, where it's kind of sphere grid, hexagonal-like, where when you unlock one thing, two more... You can kind of choose a path to go around. If you like surround a certain thing, you can mm-hmm. unlock it too. It just seems kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> it, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely. Uh, I, I, a, the only thing I wonder is like, where are they going to go from here? Like Ratchet and Clank 2. Like or, Going uh, Commando? Yeah. Are like they going to do, do Going or, Commando again? Are they going to pull or? like a, uh, an 09 Star Trek where they reboot it and now they can kind of make up whatever they want to do now? Like we'll get yeah. a new Ratchet and Clank game in new series? I wouldn't like, mind if they actually did that with Going Commando and Up Your Arsenal, like update them, redo them. But I think once you start getting into Tools of Destruction, the fourth game, there's there's no point for that. Right. You know, just keep that PS3 game the PS3 game and 
I think at this point they, be, I think so. they should make a new game. Like I think they should make like Ratchet and Clank two, or not even that. Call it Ratchet and Clank in new window pun here, and just yeah. kind of keep going. Now that yeah. they kind of pull the audience back, see how it goes. Yeah, because like this one, I'm sure as you notice in the story, Nefarious is in it, and that didn't happen in the first one. Oh, really? Only yeah. Chairman Drac was the villain. I gotcha. So it's it, you know they're definitely changing it to where these villains are working together now. Mm-hmm. Or they can kind so. of do like Mortal Kombat 9 did, where like this is kind of this one, and then like the next one could just be like two and three, oh just kind of mashed together. Cork's just going to be telling the story from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard um, that Insomniac and like the movie studio were like switching, like swapping art assets, because mm-hmm. the movie's all CG too. Yeah. It kind of helps the game kind of look like the movie, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. Well, some of the CG scenes look like they're what's going to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... so yeah, one of the cutscenes I watched was like this. Just seems like it's from the movie uh-huh. at this point. So that, that, I think that's super cool. Best movie game ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of playing a game and watching things, uh, you started Quantum Break. I did, and I played a little more Quantum Break. Yeah. And I think we ended up at the exact same point at the end of chapter three. Yep. So what are your thoughts? You mean I talked about my head off about it last week, and not much has really changed since then. But what are your thoughts? So. I really like Quantum Break. Okay. I like a lot about Quantum Break, but there's even some things I don't really like, mm-hmm. but the pros definitely outweigh the cons as far as this game. Um, as of right now, I I don't know if it's quite grabbing me like something like Alan Wake did, Yeah. Um, but I love the time mechanics. So I, I don't know. What should I talk about first? What do I like or what do I don't like? So. Let's start with the negative. Let's end on the, the negative. Positive. Okay. What do you not like? So what I really don't like in this game is the shooting. Yeah, it's a, it's an, like I said, um, it's an okay. It's it's shooter. it's an okay third-person shooter. But at the same time, why would you play this game without using the powers? Right. Now, understand there was one section where I, you got to it, where mm. you know the the, the little, dampener. Yeah, yeah, the dampener was available. So uh, and you had to kill the guys, and it's just like. That I part just, really I just stealth my way through it. Like you can kind of like sneak on the edges, and I only had to kill like one dude to like. Oh yeah, start I, taking I took out. out like all four. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't mess around in that game. But, <laughs> well, I took out the rest once I got my powers back. But, yeah, I mean, you know. Until yeah. Then. But um, I uh, man, I I can't even. What was I talking about? You, so I didn't like, like the shooting. shooting. I don't like, I don't really care for the shooting. And this is the first game ever. So I took off like at the beginning of the game without even trying it. I took mm-hmm. off aim assist. Okay. I hate aim assist. I hate aim assist of games. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. Um, you started went and playing through. Back on, didn't you? I went and turned it back <laughs> on because I tried all ten varying degrees of aim sensitivity, mm-hmm. and none of them felt yeah, comfortable the, the, at the, all. The thing and is, this I isn't think, a shooter. Like it's a shooter, but this isn't a third. Right, and like, I think just like the like the one thing Remedy missed with the controls to me is being able to click down like the left thumbstick and run and no oh. and switching your perspective over your shoulder. Oh, okay. Because yeah. in, like in, in Gears and Uncharted, or Uncharted and yeah. pretty much every other third-person shooter ever created, mm-hmm. it, it's just like weird whenever I'm behind cover and I'm facing to the right and I go to pop up and he turns and looks left. Yeah. And it just throws that perspective off. But ever since I've turned aim assist back on, this is like the first game where I like aim assist mm-hmm. because it just goes right to the enemy. Right. Not all the time. I mean, you do have to be aiming in the general direction, but it's just so much better than free aiming. It, it's so weird because you can't blind fire. Like, you always right. have to pop up. And anytime you pop up, it, it's frustrating because you pop up to take out a guy, but then you're also exposing yourself to the guy over here flanking you, mm-hmm. and there's no way to handle both. Or even if you're trying to take out the guy flanking you while someone's shooting at you, you can't shoot the guy who's literally right in front of you because you have to 
hold L right. and pop up out of cover. Right. That's where and you're just throwing down your time shield. And exactly. Getting the hell out of there comes into play. I guess maybe that's what you're supposed to do, but I feel like I keep, you know, I said this with the division, and I still feel like with this, like it, it just any third person cover game now that isn't Gears of War controls, like I just can't do because mm. it, it, they're all inferior in my opinion. Like it's frustrating playing going back back and forth between this and the division. And it's just like, why can't this just be press X and I go undercover and I press X and I move to the next cover? Yeah. Like, it's just annoying. But this one, at least you can kind of skirt some of that with your time powers. Yeah. Like, now that I have the uh, like the run really fast ability, mm-hmm. if I'm ever in a tight spot, and instead of just dashing out, I can just you know slow down time and run really fast. Like right. Too. So. And also, like, you know, they have the, the time dodge where you just kind of like zip really fast. I don't talk about. And if you, yeah. Yeah, if if you, you hold aim, it down, you can... Oh, yeah. Well, not the running one. Yeah, Yeah. you can slow down time and, like, get that focus fire Mm -hmm. in. So, I mean, there's a lot of mechanics that definitely outweigh the shooting mechanics not being good. Yeah, because it's not primarily supposed to be a shooter. It's just kind of like an all, all, yeah, you shoot, but you should also be zapping things and running fast and slowing down time. And one thing I really love about this game is, like, the risk they took in doing this whole live-action television show (laughs) plus a video game. Yeah. Because I think the live-action stuff is really well done Mm -hmm. like i love it i I love watching the story play out um however you wish you could just watch the story play out and not play the game actually sometimes yes yeah (laughs) some some well because it's a double entendre like sometimes i'm like playing the game and i'm like fuck man like i kind of wish this was just a movie like this is really well done but then there's some things that happen in the live action show where i'm like fuck i just want to be playing yeah like okay like the whole liam car chase scene it's like i just like let me mm-hmm. let me be in that. Yeah, that's but, true. But at the same time, like I love this hybrid, mm-hmm. and I I think it's great that I have conflicting views, like wanting both because since they gave me both and they're both really <laughs> good, it's a great game with great gameplay. Right. But it's also a great live action television show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think great's a strong word for both of those. But you can. Have I, I really like it. Okay. I, I mean, I think everything done with the film filming direction is really good. I think mm-hmm. the acting is top notch. Like I I love watching the story unfold yeah. in the live action parts. Um, I don't really like collecting the emails and walking around and reading all that. And with and someone I someone like, really... hey, come on, we need to get going. <laughs> okay, so I remember you. Let's go. <laughs> you complained about that last week, and so as I started it, I, um, you know, you're going through and uh, like I wasn't really finding that. Like in chapter you... in Act One, I wasn't finding that at all, and I was going around reading stuff, but no one seemed to be rushing me, at least not heavily. Then all of a sudden, you meet Beth. <laughs> about to say, is that the college girl? Like no, the, Beth is uh, Beth is oh, the, 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 the yeah the, the monarch agent yeah yeah so then then you meet her mm-hmm. and then it's like as I'm going through reading <laughs> stuff it's like hey Jack we got to go this way Jack Jack through this door <laughs> yeah. Jack, uh, this door over here, don't you know where you're going? And it's like, okay, calm the fuck down, <laughs> Beth. Did, Holy shit. <laughs> did you – okay, well, I guess not Not really. No spoilers. Uh, well, the, the first junction at the end of chapter one, did you do PR mm-hmm. or did you do hardline? Uh, PR. Okay, me too. And like the annoying college girl wouldn't shut up either when you're like trying to infiltrate the base and then she's yeah. at the computer in your ear. Like, come on, we got to go. Like that's where I was talking about. And then, yeah, now that you've got to Beth, it's just – it keeps oh, going. Oh, Beth is terrible. Or when it. they're together when you're trying to break into the pool. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Stop. Just stop talking. Let me but, um, do my thing. Another – and I, I think another problem I really have with the emails, and I'm sure this is something Scott's going to disagree with us on, <laughs> but I find that they don't really add that much. No, I agree. Like, I feel like everything is so – well. They well can't. told. They through. can't because if you miss it, you you can't not read it and miss something important. So you yeah. can't put anything important in so it. So it's like, it's like, you know, when you read the email about the dampeners, it explains like 
how the dampener works and but, what it does to a greater extent. But like just playing the game, I understand what the right. dampener is. So it, it just like I haven't really. I mean, there's been some cool things like the interchanges between Fiona and Beth, like mm-hmm. the email. So it's like yeah. you start kind of understanding that they're undercover working in Monarch and mm-hmm. they they've known about Spoilers. this. Spoilers. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever. But um, I mean, you find that out so I early even, on. I had to think about who Fiona was for a second because I can't remember any of their names. The girl who asked. Her I, 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 I know yeah. who it is. Yeah. So um, but I just I just feel like everything's so well told that it was almost kind of like. Like, the email and everything is just more like, well, we need some kind of collectibles for this game, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I'm a little disappointed in, like, the, uh, I don't remember what they're all called, the the things that you find, and now they pop up at the TV show, but they're all, like, nothing. Like, you can find a couple, like, little trinkets, and then when you're watching the show, the little icon will pop oh, up. Like that Intel was, or whatever? Yeah, Intel yeah. or whatever. It's like, okay. oh, that was nothing. Like, I thought, I thought it was going to be something cool, and then it was, it was, okay, now he has coffee. Is that the difference? Because I haven't even really noticed what when the, when the, the little icon pops are. up on the thing. It's just like a callback, but it's nothing important. It's nothing oh, okay. cool. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm really interested to see like where all this turns out because, like, in my head, with it being a time traveling kind mm. of thing, like I'm kind of starting to piece together, like, yeah, um, you know, with Paul and one thing with Amy and her saying, like, well, if he founded the company, he would have been like 14. That's weird. So I'm wondering if it like plays into where like, even when he was young and friends with Jack, like, was he really from that oh, time? Oh yeah. Period? What time? Yeah. You know, like, so there's lots of like cool, really interesting things going on with the story and I can't wait to see how it fleshes yeah, cause out. I love but... time travel stories. That's the only reason I'm still interested in keep playing this game yeah. is because I love time travel stories. Cause yeah. if it wasn't for that, I'd probably be done. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely see like how, like as a shooting game, it's not that fun. As but a platforming wh- game, it's not that fun. As a puzzle game, it's not that fun. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, like, the time mechanics and everything are so well-polished mm-hmm. that it negates it. Like, the whole, like, trip through the shipyard. Yeah. Like, where it was That, fall- was, that was so cool. And frustrating and, and kind of cool. And, uh, but I just, I just don't know if, like... I, I just, just hope the payout's there at the end. Yeah. Like, that's all I want, is I want this show and the game yeah. to, like, meet in the middle, and, like, hopefully it's worth it. Because to me, it's like... Like, I, I really love what they've done with Quantum Break, and I love the hybrid that it is, mm-hmm. but I really hope this doesn't become a popular genre. I don't like, think it will. This I is just think, Remedy doing weird Remedy yeah, things. Yeah, and, and I think it. Remedy pulled it off very well, but I, I just can't, I just, I really hope this doesn't become a thing. I don't think Like, I don't even know if I want Remedy to do it again. Yeah. Like, I'd almost part. rather them just make a movie if they're going to do something mm-hmm. like that. But well, I'm sure they had to pay out some money for Iceman and Littlefinger and mm-hmm. the creepy black guy who I think was in Lost. Yeah. The, who was his name? Uh, Martin. Martin. Martin, that Martin, guy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, those are people I recognize from, like, real things. Yeah. So, I'm sure they that was a pretty penny. So, I don't think yeah. people are going to be getting that. So, overall, like I, you know, like I said, I can't really say if it's my favorite Remedy game yet. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if it'll beat out Alan Wake. Yeah. Alan Wake was just such a gem. And Until Quant- gets to the end. Quantum Break, I feel like, is a very unique gem. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Alan Wake was just overall a phenomenal mindfuck, mm-hmm. a great gaming experience, and everything about it was just so well done. Um, this game is, like, with what they've done with this hybrid, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But there's a lot of, like, game stuff that I feel could have been worked better. Yeah, it's like you enter a new chapter or even a new act or a new part of the act and it's just like, my time powers are stronger. And now you have a new ability. Just like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, that's really the like that's it. My powers are growing. 
Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I did like think some of that was cheesy, like where he just all of a sudden is like discovers he can run fast. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's a game about time travel. Exactly. There's bound to be some cheesy things in mm-hmm. it. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I really can't wait to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. I do like the little nods to like Alan Wake it had, like where uh, in one of the I don't know if you found this, but it was one of the narrative or intel items, but mm-hmm. um, there was a book signed by Alan Wake oh, like, addressed to Emily Burke, who's Ian uh, Liam's wife. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that's like funny. little things like that, like just not nodding to mm-hmm. So they're in the same universe. They're same universe. They're in the same <laughs> universe. Is Alan Wake really time travel guy? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, those are two things I've played, but the big Destiny Spring April update hit this week. I'm going to check mm-hmm. that out later tonight and this weekend. But how is it? What's new? It's What's cool. Uh, well, I actually haven't really done much of like the new stuff. Okay. Um, But I have, like, so, you know, they up the light level. Yeah. So I've been, like, gaining light level persistently faster. That's so good. I jumped from, like, 303 to 308 just in one play. Okay. Um, and they've added some new cool things, like they have this chroma gear that's kind of cool. That's like the weird glowy space yeah. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have to like activate the node, and if you deactivate the node, it'll randomly switch it to another color. And that's weird. So it's like if you have the red node, you have to have the red co- chroma to activate it. It's not just like a chroma thing that makes it colorful. You have and to are have. They, are the these just red random drops, or do you have to do the strike um, or raid, or you just they come in these things Zerg. called sterling packages, which you can either. You can buy from Eververse, like with real money. Wait, what is Eververse? Eververse is like where you buy the emotes. Oh, yeah, the, with the with the real money. With the real money, yes. Uh, and so everyone's like complaining that this is like, oh, it's pay to play, like pay to get better, but it's really not because all that gear starts off at light level three. So uh, if that's what you think is gonna make you better, like for all oh, so these are these are for real money. Not all of them. Oh, okay. That's one way to get them. You can also gain them by doing weekly crucible bounties and also doing the. They now have weekly prison of El- like challenge of the elders. Oh, bounties. okay. So um, I haven't played challenge of the elders. I'm hoping to kind of do that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, <laughs> they they do. I did start a new quest, and uh, I think I told you this, but not what he said. But man, like yeah. Dinkle not. Oh yeah, don't tell me. I'm, has I'm like play the it. funniest line that <laughs> okay. has been in the game so far. So we have a new strike. Mm-hmm. Any new, just regular story missions or just quests or? There's new quests, no okay. story missions that okay. I know of. Um, new strike, which is a new boss. There's new gear. Mm-hmm. Um, year one legendary weapons are back. So okay. like Badger CCL, LDR five thousand one, right. those are back and you know can't or for PVE standards mm-hmm. can be. Year two of five? Yeah, year two of five. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that. <laughs> um, year tuned. I hate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for a free update, it, it feels like we got more than what Dark Below offered. That's <laughs> so, true. That's true. Uh, that, well, know, was this really free? Bad. How much did you spend on that race racing compendium? <laughs> Ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. <laughs> It's money I wanted to spend, not money go. I had to spend. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the update. Um, I definitely see it drawing me back into Destiny. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the new stuff. I'm, I'm excited to try. I'm glad Prison of Elders is, you know, worth something again. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to play the new strike and see what it's like. Uh, an old it? favorite strike came back, Archon Priest. Oh. So that's in rotation now with 
Taken. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know if he's a Taken version, but he may be. Interesting. That'd be cool. Where's the new strike? I don't know. I oh. haven't played it yet. Okay. But uh, cool. I know it has to do with Malak, and I saw him. He's like in the beginning of the first quest. Oh, okay. That new quest. So he's pretty cool. He's like a what looks like a giant thrall ogre hybrid hmm. kind of thing. But it, it looks like, from what I could tell, it's like his arm is a gun. Makes sense. Not, it's not like he's holding one. <laughs> so, be pretty neat. We'll see. They also have like new swords. They have uh, the new blighted gear, which I'm sure you've heard of. Nope, you've heard like. So there's this set of gear that you can get now that once you equip it all, you can look like a taken blight, like the black hmm. space weird. That's weird. And once you get it, you get the free twitch emote, <laughs> like the taken twitch. So that should be pretty neat. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, you been playing anything else this week, or just those three? Um, yeah, really just those three. Um, you know, I got my graphics card finally working, so I checked out Rocket League and that glorious 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. That was always nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, that was really it. Cool. So. Let's talk about some news. Oh, is there? There a little bit. There's a little bit. Scrounge some stuff up. Um, this week being episode number 124 is appropriate. Because this week, if you like basketball, it's Kobe Bryant's final game. He is retiring. And they're letting him grace the cover of NBA 2K17. Ah, because he was number 124. Yeah, he was number... <laughs> He's number 24. <laughs> after being number 8. So eight While always being number 1. That's right. So yeah, he uh, he's going to be on the cover of NBA 2K17 because he's good. How about how about those sixty points in that final game? That's crazy. I like how you know the Golden State Warriors break the all-time season record, mm-hmm. and I did. I woke up the next day because it was a late game. And I had to be up for or, or, I have to be up early for work the next day, and I was checking Twitter. No, I didn't even know if they won. I just scrolled <laughs> so far down the Twitter feed to see if they won because everyone was just talking about Kobe. What's even more pathetic is that the team, the Lakers, other than his sixty points, scored a combined forty-one. Yeah, that's that's pretty so, funny. Yeah, they won like one hundred and one to ninety-six or something like that. They won their seventeenth game of the year. Yeah, great against the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Metal Gear Rising director uh, in an interview with Polygon talked about wanting to make a Kill a Kill game, which is an anime. And I don't have Steven or Vaughn here to talk about Kill a Kill. So, great. I, that piece of news is now worthless because I can't really expand on that. Besides, well, Platinum is cool and they like to make big action games. No, expand. I'll, I'll just I don't, I'll absorb the knowledge. I don't know anything about Kill a oh, Kill except there's oh, boobs okay. around and, oh lord, they fly through the air or something. Okay. I don't know. Let's just move on to the next piece of news. <laughs> uh, indie hit Enter the Gungeon sells 200,000 units nice. in its first week. Um they also have a corgi in their game, just like we do. Nice. So fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. Corgis, man, they're, they're yeah, they're it's selling a, points. Yeah, it's a, it's a roguelike, and I didn't know anything about it besides I thought it was a cool name. Enter the Gungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's doing well. So people like yeah, those I saw it. I saw it on the store. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. It's a cool name. Yeah, that's it. Um, if you like Hearthstone, like I do. They are uh, like you do. Blizzard's teaming up with Apple to participate in like some Earth Day promotion where some apps are putting DLC or add-ons where you can give them money and it's for charity and you get some piece of something. So if you have Hearthstone on iOS, you can download Cadgar as a new mage uh, hero skin for $5 and all the proceeds go to WWF. 
which is not wrestling. World Wildlife Foundation. Yeah, exactly. So is this where they come out and actually admit that with this collaboration, it's actually Hearthstone? No, I was actually watching. <laughs> Funny you bring that up. I was going to go talk about this with my friends because we always argue it's Hearthstone or Hearthstone. And when I was watching a video detailing Tracer from Overwatch, she's coming to Heroes of the Storm in a couple weeks. Uh, the announcer, who works for Blizzard, this is a Blizzard-sanctioned video, talks about hearthing to escape. Because, so, you know, with your hearthstone and WoW, that's what you mm. transport and teleport back to home base from, and you can also do that in Heroes of the Storm. And all my WoW friends always said hearthing, and I grew up, grew up. I've been playing Hearthstone for two years, and that's how I say it. I mean, there's always a big argument about which it is. But Blizzard said hearthing, so I win. Yep. Suck it, nerds. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. You know. Chocobo, Chocobo. Mm -hmm. It's funny seeing people react because this is now the third mage skin for Hearthstone when other classes don't even have two yet. And it's also funny people talking about, oh no, mages love the earth. Fuck druids and shamans. They don't care about the earth at all (laughs) because it's like an Earth Day promotion. It's a mage class, not like a druid or shaman. Anyway, you can download him uh, before April 24th, but only if you have an iOS device. You can play with him as a hero on pc but you can't download them on pc or android so that's weird five bucks uh no card back no anything else it's just the skin uh but i bought it because they have an idiot and b is for charity so i think that's a little better than giving them ten dollars how much did you pay for that five dollars yeah okay (laughs) oh you're funny i see what you're doing (laughs) um are you ready for some e3 hype Yes, because the train is back on tracks. Woo! Because Microsoft even for Los Angeles <laughs> soon. Microsoft and Ubisoft have announced their E3 press conference times, and surprise, surprise, is the same as they always are. <laughs> um, these are Pacific Daylight Time times, but Microsoft will be Monday morning at nine thirty. And actually, I lie. I, I am mistaken. I forgot. Uh, e, uh, Ubisoft is taking EA spot hmm. at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific because it always went Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft, Sony on Monday. And now uh, I guess Ubisoft's moving into that just after lunch spot. And I think the uh, PC gaming press thing is taking that middle, like, early afternoon slot before Sony. But I don't really care about that. So now you get a nice little break in the day. Um... I don't really know what to expect. We'll have our E3 prediction show the week before the big event. All the games. All of the games. I'm going to assume there will be Watch Dogs 2 at Ubisoft. Just saying. Yay. (laughs) And then that's all of the regular news I have for this week. Did I miss anything? I don't know. Okay. Brief news segment this (laughs) week. (laughs) But that brings us to my new favorite segment of the show. Still new. Still new, still no bumper, because it's still technically an add-on for news, but I should finally get bumper music You just for need it. a train. Yeah. Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it. i uh, got a couple rumors for you this oh, week. Okay, I love rumors. Uh, first one. Rumor has it that um, a map for Red Dead Redemption 2 is real, basically confirming that this is, uh, is going to be a thing, and... It's been confirmed by Tech Radar, if you want to believe Tech Radar, that it's real. 
But yeah, it kind of shows it, it's rumor has it's going to be a sequel. I mean, I'm sorry, a prequel. <laughs> yeah, a prequel to Red Dead Redemption because there's no train tracks, and that's what makes people think it's going to be a prequel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a NeoGaf NeoGaf post on Tech Radar saying that it's real. Maybe it has no train tracks because it's not real. Whoa. I don't know. JS and people are also thinking that it's going to be tied to Mafia Three somehow. Why is that? Because there's one section in like the bottom right of the map, which is called uh, I don't have the link up. It's called like New Burrow something, which is like the fake New Orleans that Mafia Three takes place in in mm-hmm. the 1960s. So they think it's going to be the same thing. I don't know, but yeah, this map is real, or it is a map. Whether it's real or not, I don't know. Uh, more. More rumors, more things developing around another Red Dead game, kind of pointing that this might actually be real. I mean, but right now, uh, a new Red Dead game is definitely real. As right. far as if all this is real, who knows? Right. So, what do you think? Good rumor, bad rumor? Well, um, with it being the tie-in with Mafia Three, mm-hmm. I could say it's very plausible, okay. considering their sister companies. You know, mm-hmm. Mafia is made by Take Two, so right, definitely. Well, plausible. Take Two owns like like Rockstar right. and all that, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, as far as the map being real, I don't know. I, it's, yeah. I guess good rumor. I don't know. Sure. New, New Bordeaux. Is, New Bordeaux. Uh, okay. Another interesting, this is a, a GameSpot article I just found. Another interesting area featured in the map is New Bordeaux, bottom right. This is the area where Mafia 3, distributed by Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two Interactive, is set. It takes place in 1968, and it's supposed to be like New Orleans. Okay. So that would be weird if like it was a Red Dead game. But it was like in the New Orleans area too, because I mean, I guess. I mean, it'd just be in the I guess early 1800s. Right, exactly. So, uh, so that could be kind of neat. I don't know. I think that's kind of a weird part of the rumor, but I think the map and all that stuff is real. Same with when they discovered, you know, the Far Cry Primal map is the same as Far Cry Four. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think it's a good rumor. I think, I think, I think in a, a couple months rumor, yeah. we'll have a Red Dead yeah. Three, Red Dead Redemption Two, whatever yeah. announcement at E3. Speaking of New Orleans, yeah, I have a rumor. Okay. So, and this all boils down to uh, good old Bethesda. All right. And what they may be announcing mm-hmm. at E3. Mm-hmm. But quite possibly. Wait, start it right. Rumor has there it. There we go. Bethesda may be announcing Fallout New Orleans. Whoa. So basically because uh, if you look at the trend of how 3 and New Vegas fell, mm-hmm. it was 3 came out mm-hmm. at the end of a year. Yep. Don't know which one. It was 08. One of those. Yes. Sure. No. We'll go with 08. Yeah. We'll just say 08. Okay. Um, if it's 09, sorry. If it's 07, sorry. But we'll just say 08. So then throughout the next October year. October 28th, 2008. There you go. So okay. then throughout 2009, mm-hmm. we got all the Fallout 3 DLC. Right. Which we're but already in kind of 2009 mm-hmm. was when Fallout New Vegas was announced. Mm. And then the next year is when we got out. Fallout New Vegas. So you think well, they're going to tease a type? Well, of... they've they've you know directors at Bethesda have always been interested in making a game based around New Orleans, especially with Fallout. Mm-hmm. And there's even been like Twitter posts of like a guy holding what looks like survival guide books based hmm. around New Orleans. Interesting. So they're thinking with maybe possibly Obsidian. Yeah. Because Obsidian has always shown interest in wanting to make another Fallout game. That if this follows the trend, we get Fallout 4 DLC this year, and the announcement. For next of year. Fallout New Orleans. Which would make sense because the Fallout the fo- the fo- follow up Fallout game mm-hmm. this one time that they've done it 
had new in the name. That's true. So New Orleans. Now, they wouldn't be called New Orleans, though. It'd have to be like New New Orleans or, or something like, because New Vegas, like, like I don't think it's just gonna be New Orleans. Like, I think there'd be know. some weird name. Never you, know. That's true. Never know. That'd be cool. Like, it's weird seeing all these games possibly set. I mean, Mafia 3, we had Infamous 2. Like, mm -hmm. not a lot of things are set down here. But yeah, I could definitely see a Fallout game here with, like, Swamp Monsters. Yeah, and I think it'd be cool, especially with, like, gear options. Shit. Yeah. Like, you know, different, like, Mardi Gras masks yeah, and everything. Like, I think quarter, it'd be really like, creepy. It'd be really awesome. There's yeah. a lot of culture down here. And yeah. I think, you know, NXL Entertainment just moved to New Orleans a couple months ago. Like, I think more and more people are realizing Louisiana is an actual state mm -hmm. and not just, like, Duck Dynasty or Swamp mm -hmm. People. So that's that's really cool. I'm excited. So. I hope I hope that I, I don't know if that's a good rumor. I hope I, I hope say, I hope it's a good rumor. I but. say good rumor. Okay. On a Fallout, another Fallout game coming. Well, yes. I say Orleans. up in the air rumor. Yeah. On if it's New Orleans or not. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, last one I have. <laughs> every week it seems. Rumor has it <laughs> that the NX will be more powerful than the PlayStation 4, and a Splatoon and Mario Maker port is in development. Hmm. This is according to a NeoGAF post by someone named 10K, who says they are close to the developers. And it's a, it's a long post. There's a lot more in-depth stuff in it if you want to go find it. He tears his rumors. His rumors? Uh, by like how real they might be, and I think it's a good rumor. I think that Nintendo is tired of playing from behind. I can see the NX trying to be more powerful, but I think it's a good rumor about it being more powerful than the PS4. I think it's not going to be more powerful than this PS4K. Right. That's rumored to come out. Right. Because I think that's another reason Sony and maybe Microsoft might be doing this half-step thing. So Nintendo comes out with something more powerful. They can't be left behind then. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to do the half-step to kind of get back on trays. Or go back up ahead of the Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, other other parts in 10K's post talking about how the handheld is not as played up as everyone is saying it might be. And just um, that it will run on x86 like the PlayStation 4 mm -hmm. and X, the Xbox One. So it's a lot of stuff to, to parse through. Like I said, go check it out on NeoGAF. Um, but what do you think? NX being more powerful than the PS4. Good rumor, bad rumor? I say, duh, rumor. <laughs> okay. And as far as like the games being ported and coming out on NX, I think all of those are very likely. I mm -hmm. think we will see Mario Maker again. I think mm -hmm. we will see Splatoon again. Yeah. I think we will see Smash Brothers again. Yeah. I just feel like with the Wii U having such the short, non-selling lifespan it's had. There were some good games they, on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, that exactly. They're just going to remarket them. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, who would have thought that they would redo Prototype 2? <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that exactly. they'd redo Darksiders? I mean, That's I true. feel like these games are much more likely to be redone than those. And we, I think we've so. Gotten those. Smash Brothers, I don't know. Um, I mean, they are oh, adding yeah, DLC and it's going. It, it, I feel like they wouldn't do that if you couldn't play with Wii U players and the eight-player thing. But I definitely agree with Mario Maker because that's huge and that's easy to bring your levels over. I think. I mean, I definitely, and I Splatoon definitely think. Sure. I think Smash Brothers is plausible as a redone game for NX as long as it's a launch title. I think yes. anything past that, no, it will just yeah. be a new Smash game. Plus, putting Splatoon back out there will rejuvenate the series. You can call it a whatever with all the DLC or mm -hmm. even the, I think the DLC was free, but all of it unlocked from the start. 
and it'll hold you over until you get the next real thing, you know, mm -hmm. from from Nintendo. It's weird though because we didn't really have a proper like it's because we had 3D World, but like a proper Mario title. We didn't have like that big like Galaxy Three or any type of 3D like traditional now game. I mean, I think I think 3D World was very proper. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was from I mean, the I Galaxy loved it. team. Yeah, yeah it was. A, it was definitely a proper Mario game. Okay. I, yeah. I just again, it's it. You know, with the scene system being so poorly sold, it's it's hard to imagine that. You yeah, know, we finally got it. You mm -hmm. know, that's true. So. Um, cool. Let's see what's coming out uh, for new releases today on Friday. Bravely Second End Layer is out on your Nintendo 3DS. I should probably go play Bravely Default. <laughs> nah. I love the demo. Nice. I played like seven hours of the demo like three years ago. Uh, next Tuesday, it's a couple of indie darlings finding ports. Uh, Invisible Ink is coming out on PS4, turn-based strategy game I heard a lot about come Game of the Year time last year. And the whole time I thought it was Invisible Ink, like I-N-K, but it's Ink, like, Incorporated. Oh, okay. So, spies and whatnot. And then Axiom Verge is finally getting its PlayStation Vita port Sweet. over a year after uh, it was promised. So, good on you, Vita owners. You finally get to play Axiom Verge. And if you own a PS4 in that version, you get it for free. Exactly. And then jumping ahead to next Friday, maybe. I'll believe it when I see it. Star Fox Zero is supposedly coming out on <laughs> Wii U, but we'll see. We'll see. Don't let down your Star Fox guard. <laughs> That's also coming out next Friday too, past year. Um let's check the email folder. There are no emails this week. Aw. I'm sad now. But that's okay. If you want to email us, you can. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. And I haven't been plugging the speak pipe lately. You know what? I miss those calls. You can call. You can get your voice on the show like me and Neil do. And we will answer your question. You don't have to type. We can hear you. Speakpipe.com slash GameWareExpress is uh, the address for that. And yeah, I guess that'll bring us to special stages. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I'm really excited because as most of everyone knows, big Batman fan. Mm -hmm. And they're working on that animated version of The Killing Joke, which is possibly one of the best Batman comics ever. And it was announced this week and is starring Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy as Joker and Batman, respectively. And it was announced this week it received a rating of R. R. So that's cool because The Killing Joke is dark. And it touches on some really mature themes. I'm glad they're not going to try to have to like lighten that up a little bit. Is try that, to get, like a PG or PG-13 rating. Is that where like the the Joker's name is revealed? Like who he is? No. Uh, did you hear about that? That mm. they're doing that? Uh uh. Yeah, like they're uh, so DC is like going to make a comic series where we actually find out who the Joker fuck is. Fuck that. Fuck and, them. Fuck yeah, Batman I think. I think DC. it's like I think it's like really kind of pointless. That's the whole point. The whole point is you're not like. And it, I I think it's all based on like what. It, there's that there's that part like where he gets in what's it called the 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 Morbius chair or whatever where he mm -hmm. can ask like it any uh, question yeah. and it answers it yeah and, it, and like, so he he asked it two questions and mm -hmm. one was who killed my parents who, which would ended up being Joe Chill yeah and then he asked who is the Joker and he's like and then all it says is no it, it yeah. can't be yeah, yeah and it's like I saw that you yeah. can't like have something that built up and then like you might as well just never answer it mm -hmm. like because it's it. It's it's not going to live up to expectation. It's Joe Chill. Oh, oh, oh lord. <laughs> yeah, here we go. No. No. So yeah, but uh but yeah, Killing Joke is awesome. I read it the first time, it was great. It's oh, it's going to be so John good John Chill, it. his son. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh see, so yeah, I can't wait to check that out. That's cool. Um yeah, I don't know if I really have um it's two weeks in a row, Neil, you're fired if you can't come up with something. Yeah, I did I thought I had some last week. 
Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't remember. That's possible. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm kind of in the works of trying to buy land right now. Ooh. 12 acres going, trying to, me and my brother. Going to go half and half. Become a farmer? No. <laughs> Just not live near people. That's good. People are the worst. Yeah, it's like 12 acres. Whoa. Off of Tiger Bend. Okay, so it's not like I'm moving to Zachary or New. Central. Nope, still Baton Rouge. Okay, yeah, just uh, so I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of like out where my parents live. That's cool. And uh, the the land actually backs up to the back of their yard. Like mm-hmm. they live on Hushitu. Yeah. So it goes like that way, and this is on Tiger Bend. So our land goes that way, and so it'd be like mm-hmm. an L <laughs> of the family. That's yeah. cool. So well, good luck of, with that. Yeah. I, is it just land? Like you have to buy it? Like you're gonna build a house there, on it? There or? is a barn on it. Oh, you can live but yeah, there. Yeah, there's nothing else. Oh, so you both have to build houses. There's a little pond. Yes. Okay. Yes, but it's we like dark cloud. To... You got to place them right, and then make sure everyone's happy. Right. With your stuff. Yeah. yeah. We well, I, like you know we were talking with Katie about it. We kind of like you know thought about maybe building like one of those uh, five to six thousand dollar little tiny homes, mm-hmm. and then from there like actually designing a house that we like oh, cool. and then building it then you can rent and that one out or like or blow it up a pool house or Ooh, something now you're rich. outdoor house. Yeah. pool house pool. i'm gonna be rich huh? <laughs> that's really cool well good luck to y'all with that thank you uh, and i guess that is the end of our show you can follow me on twitter i am at adam arinder i am at frisma nuts <laughs> and you can find gameware on facebook facebook.com slash GameWareBR, or you can find this podcast, facebook.com slash GameWareExpress, or you can listen to it on SoundCloud, where I post it every Friday. And for now. For now. They, uh, they can still got to stay up. I, I be, haven't heard anything from it's them. It's going to so. be bought by someone. That's true. <laughs> also, I don't want to get into RSS feed. That was such a bitch. Also, on <laughs> iTunes, or Xbox Music, or Google Play. Also... I'm working on a video game. It's called Quest of Souls. And you go to questofsouls.com to check out and support our Kickstarter. That'd be very helpful. Where are y'all at now? Uh, we just passed 12,000. Nice. Uh, right before we started What are y'all aiming for? 42. Nice. So we're hoping to get... We're getting some more people writing about us. Some uh, some YouTubers are YouTubing sweet, it. Sweet. Um, my boss, lead designer Cody, is going to be on some radio show that I forget the name of here in Baton Rouge uh, right now, in the next three minutes of this recording. <laughs> Love to check that out. And there's a demo, a playable demo on Steam right now. I saw it. It was like the third one. Yeah. Under top demos. There you go. T- third top demo on Steam. <laughs> Check us out there. Uh, and that's it. Neil, thank you for joining me this evening. You were the only one. You're the Thanks for player. having me. Um, next week will be another late Friday show just because Steve and I are working out of town Monday through Friday for the next few weeks. But we have summer coming soon. Summer is where things get exciting because we don't have to do actual our real job. So we can just do this. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Also, congratulations. Um, we had a, a, a winner for our contest last week for that free copy oh, of, yeah. of Tadpole Trebles. And it was a listener from Saskatchewan, which is in Canada, apparently. His name's Talon. Oh. So congrats, Talon. You won a free congrats. copy of All the way Tadpole from Treble. the motherland <laughs> of Canada. Uh, so, yeah. We'll have more, another giveaway for another Tadpole Trouble Code next week. So you definitely want to come back and listen for that. So until then, have a great weekend, everyone. And we will see you next week.